0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Global Blue Nosers, the podcast about everyday people around the world whose lives have been shaped by the province of Nova Scotia. I'm your host, Sean Meister. And before we get started today, I just want to ask you to take a minute to rate and review the show Uh, with only a few more episodes left in season one. Uh, actually three more after today, Um, your ratings and reviews go a long way in helping others find the show and also gives me great info on how to keep improving the show this season and into season two. So one of the busiest times for expats returning home to Nova Scotia uh, for a visit is the summer. So today we have another in-person interview with a global blue noser enjoying a week back home. Doug Brenton grew up in the south shore of Nova Scotia and now lives in Toronto. Growing up, he found his true passion in the musical arts scene of Nova Scotia, immersing himself in many vibrant groups and communities. Little did he know, did he know these experiences would prepare him for the unexpected journey into the world of digital marketing. Today, he is making waves in Silicon Valley, where his unique perspective and creative background from Nova Scotia help him take on the world. So as I mentioned, we did this interview in person and we chose a spot right on the Lunenburg waterfront to do it. Uh, So it's Nova Scotia and it's windy here pretty much all the time. And because of that, we didn't, you shouldn't expect, you know, a clean, crisp interview. And we didn't expect it either. Uh, As Doug said, when we debated the idea of an outside interview, this is the authentic Nova Scotia sound. And I couldn't agree more with him. I took out as much wind sound as I could, but honestly, sometimes it's actually nice to remind you all that this show is just about two Nova Scotians talking. And when someone is home for a visit, they want to be near the water and not stuck in a studio somewhere. So you're going to hear the wind, you're going to hear background noise uh, and try to close your eyes and imagine uh, an amazing sunny day on the Lunarburg waterfront because that's what it was like that day. So, let's see how this goes. Uh, Time to roll the theme song, which, if you stick around to the end of the episode, Doug actually gives us the history of where Farewell to Nova Scotia originated.
1: Uh, The sun was setting in the west And the birds were singing on every tree And all they just seemed inclined for rest But still there was no rest for me I grieved to leave native land. I grieve to leave my comrades all and my parents who my held so dear and the body-body lass that I do adore. So farewell the Nova Scotia, the sea-bound coast, but your mountains, dark and drear i be for when
0: Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Sean, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm so excited to be here. We are probably in the most, as you said earlier, the most Nova Scotia place to do this conversation.
0: Yeah, so really to set the framework. So we're sitting outside <laughs> uh at uh the barn slash lightship brewery in Lunenburg, which mm-hmm. if you have not been here, we are in open air. We're looking at probably the most beautiful view in Nova Scotia right now. Yeah, absolutely. with with Lunenburg. So I'm going to be taking some pictures to share on social after the the episode. But this is, I mean, we just had an osprey fly over. Uh, we got
1: we got authentic ASMR. The wind, <laughs> the Nova Scotia wind is coming in the in the harbor. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, it's good. It's I'm guessing most of the background is going to be the wind sound, the ocean, people playing music. There's music playing. People are eating, drinking. So this, yeah, this feels feels right for a Nova Scotia conversation.
1: And it's the perfect weather. I think you were saying in one of your posts this week that there's like this 20 to 25 degree weather that is absolutely perfect to uh, sit out and just do whatever. It's 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 perfect.
0: Well, for those of us who grew up here, I really do think that's the temperature we were built for. And and that's, I feel like, I mean, you're living in Toronto now, right? I am, yes. And, and I lived in Hamilton for a while and I am not built for that weather. Like, I... <laughs> like summer in Hamilton was the most miserable time for me
1: yeah I definitely agree and I think while summer in Nova Scotia as well this summer you guys have got some unexpected mother nature calling yes but you you guys were safe your family was safe we
0: we were safe thankfully and and family and everyone was safe but know of people that were hit pretty hard
1: yeah I Driving down from the airport to the south shore, uh, there is some crazy. Like what, what Mother Nature can do is absolutely crazy to see. Like the size of the highway and things like that. So
0: yeah, driving through like Hammond's Plains, there, seeing the the trees just all burned.
1: Oh my gosh! And actually, now I could see like the green weeds that are coming up through it. So you got it's, this this contrast of the black and the green. It's like, wow.
0: It feels very not. That's the one thing that feels so not Nova Scotian because like, yeah. I mean, you know, you and I both grew up on the south shore. Fires were not something we ever had to really think about. No. Maybe flooding occasionally, but yeah. like overland, not like what we just had, but like f- forest fires, yeah. like we're not, that. We're, there's never been sort of a precedent for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think my favorite time, like the season that is summer-esque in Nova Scotia, especially the South Shore, and probably Cape Breton as well, but in, in South Shore especially is you know that, like, that first week of October? Oh, my God. Where it, it like, September, it comes fall, gets mm-hmm. kind of cool. But then that first week of October mm-hmm. seems to just summer comes back out. And yep. And it's just gorgeous, and you've got these, these colorful leaves and everything
0: everywhere. It, it's just so perfect. And for me, it's that time, it's like that time of year in the fall, as you get into that later fall, especially, the feeling at night. Yeah. It's like that coolness where you throw on a hoodie, and it's yeah. just like... It's, you want to be outside, but it's got a little chill to it, but yeah. it still feels like summer and it's like, oh, I just want to live in that moment for 12 months a year. That,
1: that's exactly it. That's exactly it.
0: But I'll take this. This is quite nice. Yeah, this the, is great. I'm
1: the, glad this, we, we, we could do it out here in person.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we did say before we hit record, both of us are going to be sunburned because we're both... Oh, we're going to feel it. Yeah, we're both pale-skinned Nova Scotians. <laughs> Um, and so, like, tomorrow, I'm going to be red. And oh, I'm,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's going to hurt, but <laughs> it's going to be worth it.
0: It will be worth it. And I do have to say, I do, I do want to call out, and we should take a picture as well. We do have a special guest uh, sitting here with you as well. I Maybe do. introduce your friend here.
1: Yeah, so this is Jax. This is my dog. He is a nine-pound white Morkie who thinks he's a great Dane, actually. He's, a, he's from Toronto, and he came on the plane with us. And uh, he absolutely loves Nova Scotia. He looks
0: very comfortable in Nova Scotia right now.
1: Oh, he. So, when we were driving down um, from the airport, I took the Hammond's Plains exit and I took the old highway down. Yep. And we roll down the windows, and the moment he starts to smell the ocean, he starts to whine and cry because he wants to. He thinks that he associates that smell with the beach. Yep. He loves it. And he loves seaweed. So if I could let him go right now, actually, because there's seaweed right over the rocks yep. here. He would—he just loves to just play and smell in the seaweed. And so he was just whining and whining. So I had to stop at Queensland Beach to let him run. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So the objective of today is probably going to go check out uh, see what Mason's Beach. Because Mason's yep. Beach has got tons of seaweed. <laughs> check out low tide um, time, which is probably around four or five o'clock mm-hmm. isn't that sad that i still remember that
0: <laughs> no i think i it makes me very happy that you still remember that
1: <laughs> you get a time when you're taking the dog to the beach when the low tide is yeah. yeah well i mean that's i mean
0: that's just the way you have to think yeah, um exactly. but i i do love i mean he's definitely nova scotian because yeah. he does the exact same thing that i used to do coming home and probably you, i mean driving down from the airport to here I would start to whine and cry just from the smell of the air, so <laughs> I can totally get what he's saying. Yeah, no,
1: he absolutely loves it, and so uh, we're happy that he, uh, he came with us.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, so we kind of said it early on that you're a South Shore guy, um, yeah. but, yes. and you're in Toronto now, so maybe, maybe give us the rundown of, of your journey to, to date of how you've ended up where you're at.
1: Yeah, so I have a, a pretty, I would say, colourful journey. Um, and, and, and actually it's, there's quite a few of us. So I am that classic, what you studied is actually not what you end up
0: doing. Okay. I'm in like, that vote too. Yep. Yeah.
1: But to get up to what, what I studied, I attribute and, and, and have to give absolute thanks to everybody in Nova Scotia for taking me and getting me to Toronto. So I was, uh, I was born and raised in Bridgewater, Nova Scotia, and my childhood was spent exploring and doing everything South Shore related. And um, I was heavily involved in the musical arts community. Okay. Very heavy in, in the music scene uh, throughout Nova Scotia. And because I got to work with so many great associations and groups and organizations and mentors here, um, I got to travel the province and uh, perform at so many different uh, venues in these small, small towns, uh, the churches especially mm-hmm. throughout the province. And, uh, so music, uh, definitely is the reason why, uh, I am who I am today. Uh, I like to say music uh, is my legal substance.
0: I like that. <laughs> to
1: cope with life.
0: <laughs> I mean, we all need something. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, uh, so I, I was in classical music and that brought me to uh, Toronto where, uh, right after high school, I would say six weeks after graduation day I got on a plane at the age of 18 and I moved to Toronto and started my journey at the University of Toronto and I studied at the fabulous Faculty of Music and uh, while I was there I didn't really know that I would absolutely fall in love with academics because it's it's, it's a university with such a prestige Faculty of Music but then there's all this uh, great academics that you can take on the side and then you meet the people who have the same interests in you because that's something that i was afraid of so uh, like am i gonna yep a- a- am i gonna find somebody am i really that like small fish now in a big pond uh yeah i definitely was uh and but no it it, it was good my time at, at u of t was uh was the best i i loved it and so i caught what we call the the uh the u of t syndrome where i stayed to do my master's degree, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I studied music uh, as well, but I fell in love with a particular aspect of music. So in my undergrad, um, I got ill with like a cold and I went to an otolaryngologist. And while I was there, I had a scope up my nose, down my throat to look at the inside of my larynx Mm -hmm. and my vocal cords. And when I saw my vocal cords on the screen, I was so amazed. I thought wow that's my instrument that's what you know this is the physiology of everything the anatomy and so i wanted to find a way to combine both of the academic side and the music side and i fell in love with um, a study that's called vocal pedagogy and more specific uh, the the study of uh, vocology which is uh, not very well known in canada but it's it's, it's very common in the united states and essentially, it's it, ped is the art and science of uh, teaching music and teaching teaching singing. Sorry. And what I became to uh, discover through my studies is the ability, the methodology that you use to teach singing, can also be a rehabilitative method to many different uh, vocal disorders or. Um, any sort of other types of uh, elements where it, it, it really makes your brain function different and it, it allows you to express yourself and so I uh, decided to go into that field where I was uh, I had a studio where I had many clients and I uh, was doing singing health specialization mm-hmm. and I decided that uh, children was going to be my first focus and so I found a job to do this in downtown Toronto um, from 4 p.m., 4.30 to 9 p.m. But I had nothing to do between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. And that's where I decided, oh, you know what? In university, I was uh, in student groups and student life. I was doing a lot of like, marketing things just like, to help. And I found this, this uh, marketing gig at a, a small tech company in Toronto. And so that's what I do during the daytime and the nighttime, I would go to what I actually studied the job that I thought was going to be my career. And uh, while at this tech company, I discovered this fantastic thing called marketing automation, Mm -hmm. where you have to really utilize, you know, your artistic side and a logical scientific side to combine, to make something work. And so my creativity was still flowing at the same time as pushing things. And anyway, so um, I ended up doing that for a few years. And then I got uh, headhunted for a tech company that I'm working for now based out of Silicon Valley. But I have the fortunate pleasure of working 100% remote.
0: Oh, that's nice. And getting
1: the, uh, having the opportunity to travel the world and take my work with me. And uh, so now I oversee uh, the global department in uh, digital marketing. Ooh, wow. Yeah
0: that's uh that's a long ways from bridgewater
1: it is it is but it's funny because when you stop to reflect and the funny part is i tend to reflect more here Mm -hmm. to 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 see the dots and to how did those pieces of the puzzle fit together oh okay yeah (laughs) that makes sense yeah
0: Yeah, i mean it's it is funny that you mentioned sort of the 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 community churches and everything i mean because those were really the focal points for sort of everything in the small towns i mean i grew up a small town like everyone's effort went into building those as as institutions uh, and as architectural landmarks and so everything flowed through there so it's interesting for you to go hopscotching around those small towns to the point of finding that kind of a passion through the u of t
1: and it's the community that you that just to feed off of that it's so when we would go to these small towns we would stay with billets Mm. and i had the more fortunate pleasure of staying with you know community members that were part of that church and would host us yeah and so the the great part of you know going and performing but then going back home and we would sit around in their living rooms and they would tell us stories talk about their community and whatnot so yeah i honestly had the perfect upbringing in nova scotia
0: well i mean i can't imagine if you were billeting with people in rural nova scotia that you ever had time where you just sort of sat alone in a room Valid. Yeah. yeah, I mean those. I mean, for again, for me, like growing up there, it's like any opportunity somebody had for somebody new to come into town to talk to. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. They were going to go there. That's right. And yeah. uh, it's. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I hear the most from people is just that ability to just sit and talk about nothing, is an amazing skill.
1: It is, and it's it's the ability to tell stories that is. I, I think when somebody asks me they're like oh so how did you learn how to talk or you're like doing interviews Mm -hmm. or having those random conversations and honestly i think i i think if if you take if you take a poll there are probably more marketers great marketers that come from nova scotia than any other
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's true because you have to talk you have to be able to talk but you also have to be able to listen exactly and because people are it's so funny that you the way you'd be talking in a conversation with nova scotians and then immediately when they're done talking they're waiting for you to respond yeah. like you yeah. had to be hearing what they were saying yeah. and be ready to go exactly with the next thing that you're going to say yeah. so it, it wasn't just filling air with talking yeah. time and
1: nova scotians always have something ready to go <laughs> always
0: <laughs> yeah that that's a good way to put it yeah. um well, so I'm curious, bef- before you jumped on the plane at 18 to go up to, to Toronto, had yeah. you traveled outside the province very much? It- no. No?
1: <laughs> no. I, f- I was that, stayed in, in the province, uh, on the road, you know, my, my first flight was at 18. Uh, no, 17. I, I went to Toronto the year before to check it out, to meet with uh, with a professor, um, who's also from Toronto, actually, because when you study music, uh, you get paired up with call it a mentor and that is your designated uh, teacher Mm. for your duration of your undergraduate degree and so I was fortunate enough to find somebody who is uh, actually from Port Portmorian Lorna McDonald Mm. uh, from Cape Breton so you always find you know somebody from Nova Scotia
0: well I mean in Toronto in particular there might be a couple of us up there
1: a couple yeah yeah.
0: I meet more Nova Scotians than I do people that were born in Toronto uh. when I go up to Toronto.
1: It's an understatement.
0: Yeah, it's just all I see is tartan and flags and hear accents when, I, when I'm when i walking yeah. around. So there's a few.
1: Yeah, so I actually, funny enough, speaking of tartan, my, my shower curtain is uh, Nova Scotia tartan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> see, and I... I I'm actually kind of jealous I don't have a tartan shower curtain so you're you're really beating me to the, to the Nova Scotia pride in that I I swear we
1: can go across this, the harbor here and we'll find somebody with a sewing machine and they'll be
0: oh I mean guarantee there's yeah. probably somebody sitting around us right now that's that, going to no, hear yeah. it oh I can do that for you tomorrow don't worry about that absolutely <laughs> yeah um so yeah so you're you're home now for for a bit of a visit how long are you, you home right now just a week
1: but uh, I think it's the perfect week to be here Yep. Um, and it's good playing uh, post-COVID tourist.
0: Yeah. If that makes sense. It makes sense. Because I think sense. it's a thing. It is. A, it's a total <laughs> thing. Um, were you able to get home at all during COVID in those windows?
1: So, you know, funny enough, yes. So when we were, uh, it, it was March 2020 and uh, we're living downtown and that's when everything shut down and uh because i work remote and my partner unfortunately like everybody uh was laid off for a small well for a small duration of time Mm -hmm. i said you know why don't we move to the bubble and uh we found a place actually just across over this way across the harbor um, and uh, stayed there for a few months and uh, when it was time to be called back, um, we went back to Toronto. So when we were here, it was really funny that we could uh, we get to obviously quarantine for the two weeks, um, which was like the longest two weeks of my life. But uh, it, it, it 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 was nice to get back here. It was so different. Though.
0: That's what I was gonna ask about because I mean I've got family up in Ontario, and we would talk, and it felt like when I'd be talking to them that i was living in some sort of bizarro world because there was obviously lots of awareness of covid and everything yeah. but like the bubble like you just yeah. called it was yeah. like that was a that was a real thing and it's like we had this entire experience here unique to pretty much anywhere else in the in the country i, I agree. think
1: and i think nova scotians took advantage of it where finally people from you know their towns left to go explore because I, I do find especially in Nova Scotia if you are from a small town you don't usually leave your small town and you don't know about these these hidden gems around the province so yeah I think everybody was taking advantage of it
0: thankfully well, and like we chatted about that again before we started hitting record sort of the the things that we didn't experience growing up yeah. and like for me definitely that was something like I never really went to Cape Breton growing up because mm-hmm. you know farm on the south shore we just stayed there the the biggest trip was up to Halifax really yeah. um or Bridgewater or Bridgewater I mean if we wanted to get crazy as we yeah. said as we said get to to the Zellers, the Zellers yeah. and to the Zellers restaurant yeah. um and uh but like since since you know during COVID we'd go up annually to Cape Breton because we were able to yeah. and it was amazing i it yeah. felt like I was discovering a province that I thought I knew but yeah. actually didn't know anything about
1: oh right exactly Yeah, and I feel like Mother Nature. There's something about it that had a chance to rejuvenate a little bit.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, there was a newfound appreciation for the backyard that we had. Um, Because we always, I mean, we always brag about Nova Scotia beforehand and everything. But I feel like there's a next level that came from the COVID experience because all of a sudden we could talk about the places that we were just saying generically that we'd never actually experienced. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or watch on live at five, right?
0: What I love is that this is (laughs) the second Live at Five reference in like the past three episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Just a totally unique experience. Well,
1: I miss my, uh, you know, five, six o'clock. I think it was six o'clock with Steve Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, actually, I, you know what I miss? Early morning, waking up, well, my mother forced me to wake up early morning. And then you see Liz Rigney on BT Breakfast Television. Yep. Those were the days.
0: <laughs> for uh, for me, it was... Uh, I. We were a real radio family. Okay. CBC was on all the time. Yeah. So, info morning. Waking up to information morning on CBC. It was like, that was... I knew everything that was going on because I would be like a 10-year-old child sitting. Yeah. I should be playing and I'm listening to what's the latest news in Nova Scotia? Oh,
1: wow. Chatting to
0: the person, you know, a few communities down about what they're doing. So, it's like, that was like that was my soundtrack which i don't really know what that says about me
1: you're curious you're curious minded um definitely uh cbc i mean yeah in, in the south shore we had ckbw yep which was our definitely like, it was the channel where if you want to f- figure out and find out there's a snowstorm mm-hmm. is, is school canceled today ckbw yep. or the birthday announcements oh my gosh if i had my birthday announced on ckbw I was so happy that that was my 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 present. Yeah, yeah. Like, I felt that was like the greatest gift.
0: I mean, it's still going. It's still to is this, it really still to this day? <laughs> the birthdays are announced. It's. I mean, CKBW is still the the station around here. Good,
1: good. I'm happy to hear that.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, so I, I'm kind of curious. So now you're you're home, having your 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 trip around, looking, but you know how is it to come back and see this region of the province where you grew up what's it like to see it through your eyes now as somebody that doesn't live here full time I
1: love that it's becoming more cosmopolitan I have to admit I think part of the reason why I left was the lack of diversity and uh, inclusion Mm -hmm. and I think over the 15 years now it definitely has improved um it's it's there's just something about the province where even musically speaking uh the one greatest thing that i I have to say that i learned as a musician and a singer was how to tell a story through song Mm -hmm. and that's very difficult and i the uh, your ability to express yourself is extremely important but if you can't find that vulnerable or the ability to be vulnerable in that state it's quite difficult but I find Nova Scotia is becoming more and more inclusive Mm -hmm. which is really great to see and hear
0: yeah it's uh, I definitely noticed that when I came came home uh, because I was away for 10 years and uh, I had it described to me one time someone from Halifax actually but she was back I think it was during COVID um, and we were just chatting and she said, I walked to a park and she's like, I only heard other languages for the entire walk." Yeah, And it made me reflect and, you know, there was, um, there was an isolation to growing up here. That was wonderful at the time. I agree. But shocking when I left.
1: Yeah. And I think Mm. the, the, the Nova Scotians who listen to this podcast will definitely understand what, what we're talking about. You know, Words can't really explain, but it's it's. Every, you just know the listeners will understand. They'll understand. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm always
0: awkward. I always find it awkward talking to these topics because it sounds like you're saying something negative. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's not. It's, it's you're, not, no. you're not saying something negative. It was that was. It's a wonderful experience that we had growing up. But yeah. you know, the world moves along, and and it's been good to see Nova Scotia moving along with it. Yeah. Uh, and I've really enjoyed those new perspectives coming in and helping make this place even stronger yes that's what i really find is because when you you marry that outside perspective mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the classic nova scotia personality yes. and experience yeah. it's actually it's beautiful yeah. and it it's makes the best version of ourselves
1: i agree yeah
0: yeah so um all right so tell me how are you filling your days here when you're home
1: okay so filling the days trying to do as much as possible in the south shore mm-hmm um, so the one of when I was growing up, I never really explored Queens County a bit. Yep. And it wasn't until I moved away and came back and discovered really great hidden gems in Queens County, just you know, like Liverpool, but just outside of Liverpool. Um, it's, it's definitely uh, something that we started our, our, our days uh, this earlier this week. So doing that uh went to Peggy's Cove and what a difference with the new uh boardwalk the oh, accessibility I haven't ramps, even I seen it yet yeah, I I still need to go up there It's it's it looks very well number one it's more accessible mm-hmm. but uh it's definitely easier for traffic you mm-hmm. know like cuz it gets really crowded It
0: does but, yeah
1: uh but did that and then I uh, had lunch at a place that I actually didn't know until my best friend um had recommended, but just in Westover, uh, Shaw's Landing. Great restaurant, and I have been told um, the best lobster rolls in the province is at Shaw's Landing.
0: That's an incredibly controversial statement to make, the best lobster anything.
1: Well, because the menu, you can either get hot butter Mm. or the mayo base.
0: Oh, so you've got, okay, choose your own adventure type. You know, I forgot to
1: say at the beginning, I
0: am the Nova Scotia... Who doesn't like seafood so (laughs) it's we've we've gone this long in the show and i think you've opened the door and i think i can actually accept myself for who i am i'm not a big seafood person either. awesome there we go i i grew up on a beef farm and right it's the south shore like we've got that but there's such a agricultural so i i was more of the land based yeah (laughs) um so i i get i've i've really come to enjoy fish and things like that good shellfish like is still very difficult for me it 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 it, yeah
1: it there but the thing is it's it's great to bring people with me so that i can get them to try it yeah but they definitely look at me and call me crazy they're like how did you grow up without you know liking seafood it's honestly i don't know how to answer that question
0: it was just part of our privilege i guess you're right we didn't have to because it was so prevalent um yeah so I mean I don't know where we go from there because I just that was a big admission for somebody like oh
1: right we were talking about uh, how am I filling up my days oh right yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay Shaw's Landing so yeah so that happened Um, and then down uh, Lahave doing Crescent Beach he absolutely loves so we just drive on the beach and let him run Uh, haven't explored Rister's Beach yet so I haven't been there in years Mm -hmm. but uh, because growing up uh, we used to camp at Rister's Beach yeah and I actually used to bike my a friend of mine and myself. used to bike from Bridgewater all the way down to Risser's Campground. Seriously, and there. yeah. And our our mothers would lie about her age because when you camp, you, you have to be what like eighteen plus, yep. or like like 13, 12, 13 years old. And they would lie for us. And uh, so his mom would come and check us into the campground, and then she would leave and just do the trust and have you know the greatest time.
0: I mean that that is also a very Nova Scotia thing. It's like yeah, you're going to be fine outside. Yeah. Like that's your natural environment. Yeah. You must have looked like a much older 13 than I did at 13. Let's hope. Because I looked like nine.
1: Oh well, I I definitely looked different. <laughs> Let's not talk about the haircuts that we would get. That's,
0: that's that's quite all right. I mean, I feel like we're the same, pretty much in the same generation ish. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's all right. We don't need pictures to go away with yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> we were fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I mean, talking about the beaches, that's one of the things I've, again, did not take advantage of growing up here, especially living inland. Yeah. Um, you know, I had the ocean around all the time, barely yeah. ever came out and spent time around the ocean. Since I've come home, the thing that blows my mind is the amount of space on the beaches.
1: It's, it's incredible. Because people pay thousands and thousands of dollars to go to the Caribbean. Yeah. To all be packed
0: like sardines in rows.
1: Yeah. And I, I often think to myself, like, you paid this much money for this beach? Like, so, um, I agree. I agree. Because we are, again, privileged. Yeah. We we're very privileged to have that space in these beaches.
0: And I'll just say that I feel down Liverpool way or some of the best ones. So, what's your favorite beach, would you say? I really like Beach Meadows. You like Beach Meadows? Yeah. Okay. It's and, great. and uh, but I mean, honestly, you can pretty much stop anywhere along there, and you're going to have lots of space. Yeah, you're going to be able to walk along and feel like you own the beach. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's it. There are a few there that actually feel like Caribbean beaches.
1: Oh, I, I was you just took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to say right by Beach Meadows, mm-hmm. Carter's Beach. Yep. So if you go over, you know, hop over that uh, little river flowy place, and just go on the other side, mm-hmm. and take a picture. And then compare that picture with an actual, like, Google image of the Caribbean, it's quite similar. Like, the, the, the sand is so white. Yep. And if it's, like, a probably today, the water oh, would be so clear. It would be amazing. Um, yeah, Carter's Beach is definitely. My favorite is Somerville. Oh, okay. Somerville. And actually, I would say Jax's favorite is uh, Somerville as well. Although, he likes... Uh, he, he, he did
0: likes look up acknowledgingly when beach. you said that.
1: Yeah. See, he <laughs> loves the word beach. We're we'll going to go to the beach
0: later. Yeah. If if everyone could see this right now, the way that he just perked up was amazing. <laughs> definitely a Nova Scotian yeah. dog. I don't care where he's from. Yeah. Definitely Nova Scotian.
1: But yeah, Somerville is probably our favorite, but mm-hmm. Carter's Beach is if I could compare that to like a the other sign on Carter's something Caribbean. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's very it's it's actually startling yeah. how similar it can be. Yeah. Um, So I do have to ask, so you mentioned your partner earlier on. Is your partner from Nova Scotia as well?
1: No, uh, my partner is from Toronto with Caribbean descent. And so it's, and it's funny because my family and his family have such similar traits. Okay. So the the best part was when I first met his family, uh, we would hang out in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. like, you know, perk up and sit up on the countertop and just...
0: That's the right place to go.
1: And it's, I'm like, wow, this is so similar and comfortable
0: yeah yeah that's I mean if there's going to be a place to have a good time it has to start in the kitchen (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Every time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I heard, what is, is there? There's is there a kitchen party happening in Dallas? Yes.
0: Yeah, so that's going to be part of Global Blue Nosers is start to get out into the world and have kitchen parties to bring the community together, so everyone. Can oh, so kinda, we should
1: fly to Dallas. Is what you're saying? You should fly Every, to yeah. Dallas.
0: Um, but I'm going to be coming up to Toronto. Yes, uh, that's right. And uh, looking at uh, at Boston and London as well. So. Uh, I think a few people you might be connected to are living out in London now, and I'm yeah. going to go and, and see them. So, um, yeah, I feel everything has to happen around food and drink if just to be a truly Nova Scotian experience. I agree.
1: I agree. And there's now some rep- in Toronto, there's some owners of restaurants who are incorporating more and more of the cuisine. Um, so which is which is great. Uh, so we should go and s- support those restaurants. Definitely,
0: definitely, and I think probably the most startling thing I saw was an article via a couple weeks ago that Moon Mist ice cream has it, made it to Ontario. It
1: is there, and uh, I'm very happy to announce that they attribute Nova Scotia. So when they promote it, so they're
0: giving credit. They're giving credit. <laughs> See, that's important. Yeah, and and I'm I'm, so I'm but I'm curious. I mean, this is this is such a <laughs> trivial tangent to go on, but. How do you feel about moon mist breaking beyond the Atlantic borders?
1: I, I'm not gonna lie. I had a little bit of a feeling, mm-hmm. like feelings, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy that uh, it's, it's, it's expanding its horizons. Yeah. It's definitely a very unique thing that when, I, when you would explain like what it is, and they're thinking, does that combination work? <laughs> do those flavors actually do well together? They do. So of all they do they definitely do
0: sometimes I feel like you have to establish it early in life for it to really make sense Yeah. so it's like you have to recruit people as children to really love Moon Mist to its core so um, I
1: remember Moon Mist uh, so at Risser's Beach there's the canteen and so it's a hot summer day and you walk up on the 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 hot cement with with the sand barefoot mm -hmm. and I just remember like waiting in line for my cone of Moon Mist
0: yeah yeah it's and is there anything better than the canteens at beaches? No, there's
1: not. The fry trucks. I miss the fry truck that used to. I think it was the Yum Yum Bus. If I'm, if I'm correct, outside just that that, that would sit uh, outside of Crescent Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the canteen at Green Bay. I don't know if it's still open or not, but that's a great place.
0: Yeah, those are. I just it just greasy and amazing. Just everything that you want from a place like that, you get, and then. Yes. Not to mention everything is sandy and it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's,
1: yeah, no, definitely. It's it's definitely one of those nostalgic things that, uh, that you, you smell it first. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's, so.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'm curious, um, for you living in Toronto now and, and you've, you've got a home there, you've got a community there, everything that you've got that established. So how do you now explain to the folks that you know in Toronto, if they've not been out this way or they don't know Nova Scotia very well how do you describe this place to them how do you describe that part of yourself to them
1: I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie I steal our license plates uh uh, motto the the the, you know it's Canada's oceans playground is, is the perfect explanation um and for some reason that just connotates into just explaining it all yep because it really is a playground that you, you just have endless things yeah, to see right. and do in the winter and in the summer.
0: Yeah, I think that's an often overlooked part of Nova Scotia is what that it is a four seasons province. Yeah, And it's it like there's an amazing amount of things to do here in the yeah. wintertime too. Yeah,
1: even the beaches, walking the beaches in. So uh, some friends and I stayed at uh, the uh, um, quarterdeck down near yep. Somerville. Uh, in January oh. and it was amazing. And we would actually walk the beach yeah. in January and uh, they have a hot tub so you can go and sit. It was, it was such a great experience.
0: Yeah. It's uh we will often actually usually um, New Year's day. So the first day of the year, yes. we always try to make sure that we go to a beach. Do you uh, do the polar dip? I d-
1: no. <laughs> Why not? Uh,
0: my, my <laughs> wife is determined she's going to do it. I, I, yeah, I, would not be able to... I couldn't.
1: No. No. I can't even do this in the summertime.
0: Okay? (laughs) Well, because this is becoming the podcast of admissions, I'm also a Nova Scotian who can't swim. Okay. So I I cross some very interesting stereotypes off.
1: But that's that's fine. Because, you know... Living inland, it's it's fine. But I'm sure with with your your, your, your daughter, you could you could I, make I, make that a joint learning yes. experience. Yes.
0: The fact that my six year old is a better swimmer than me is not at all embarrassing. <laughs> um, but you know, life is what it is. It is. Yeah. That's too funny. <laughs> yeah. But no, we, we we definitely we always try to start the year on the beach, and I think it's probably one of the nicest times of the year to go because we o- then we are the only people, yeah. except for a few locals that are out there. But like, it's gorgeous. Yeah it's absolutely gorgeous um, so yeah so I think that's something that any anybody should take away from it don't just think that you should come to Nova Scotia in the summer
1: yeah yeah so when I was uh, when I was teaching uh, singing and, and I had a studio uh, I ensured that all of my clients knew as many Nova Scotia folk songs as possible okay. and I found that that... It, if if you you're asking me like how do you explain this province and I I'm just reflecting and that's how is is through the art and song mm-hmm. that comes from this province yeah and uh, it was it's number one they're great songs to teach and to sing and to uh, and to learn but it also it it, it tells stories yeah it's, it's it's amazing
0: yeah so you know you're you're somebody who's huge into music. You know, personally, professionally, so I need to know what are some of the the best songs for you coming out of either folk songs or or, or modern. Well, your
1: theme song <laughs> actually is probably one of my, my my tops. Yeah. Um. You you know the background story too. A little bit. Yeah, the Nova Scotia song. it's a, really what it's called. Yeah, it's. So really, the the best part about folklore in Nova Scotia, and I think we we can really attribute to thanks to um, a transcriber, and her name was Helen Creighton. Mm -hmm. in the 20s 30s 40s and she definitely really inspired how to put these songs on paper and uh, your song was actually one of her tops that uh, became so famous and around the world Mm -hmm. really
0: yeah well I mean it's a it's a great song and I love how I love every sort of version of it and that the fact that it's sort of It's in the public domain.
1: Well, you know that the song itself is made up of different versions.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yes. So Helen Creighton, she had a friend, um, I do believe of... No, you brought me on the spot, but um, I think her name was uh, Doreen Senior. And they used to go for picnics quite often. And Helen used to travel all over the province. And she used to want to go into these little corners of, uh, let's say just across the harbor, she would sit on a bench there and try to listen into the fisherman who was on the boat trying to work, and he would be humming Uh, some sort of tune. And so she did that all over the province. And for uh, the Nova Scotia song, uh, she and Doreen were having their their picnics, as they frequently did, and they just went, I think it was east of Halifax, and it was chilly out. And uh, this woman, who was in a house nearby, saw them having this picnic. And as a typical Nova Scotian does is, oh, I see you're outside in a picnic. Why don't you come inside? Like it's it's cold out. And so the both of them went inside around the fire. And as uh, Helen and uh, Doreen were in there, they were talking and you know, telling life stories, and the the woman who went house started humming this tune. And the tune was actually Farewell to Nova Scotia. and so that was the chorus. And uh, so what uh, what uh, Helen does is uh, she had this uh, ma- mandolin, so it's just like you crank it up and you you have to like hear the note. She would try to associate the note with, with the pitch, and then Dorian would transcribe it in yeah. composition on paper. And so uh, Helen was like, "Oh, this is a great tune. What is this?" And she said, "Oh, it's actually sung in in the schools all around east of Halifax. Like it's it's sung in the public school system." And so she said, well, if you want to hear another variation of it, just go down the street to somebody else. And so what does Helen do? She goes down and she hears, you know, another verse of it, different lyrics, but it's the same tune. And so what she did was t- she picked up different variations mm-hmm. from the different community members, fishermen or carpenters and whatnot, and put it together into the one song to what we know today and is now your theme song.
0: That's amazing. I love that I just got a history lesson on my own theme song.
1: (laughs) Now that's, now you know, that's my, that's my upbringing is, uh, you know, having to, if you're going to sing something or perform something, Mm -hmm. know what it's about and what exactly is the context? How did this become what it is? Yeah.
0: I love that. I mean, obviously I've always loved the song as a song. I love that the story makes it even more Nova Scotian because yeah. everything about it yeah. feels exactly like the Nova Scotia experience. It the, is. the Just being invited into a house and, and going and just understanding everyone's different experience. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, I don't even know where to go from there. I mean... <laughs> I, I do know where to go because i just looked at the clock is i have to find a way to wrap this up <laughs> yeah. because we did what we could go on it's, we it's... we could but i i know i'm keeping jacks from the beach yeah. and he's gonna start stop liking me if i keep doing that
1: you're absolutely um, right because he'll 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 start whining
0: yeah and and of course i'm keeping the ocean. and i'm keeping yeah. you from the beach <laughs> so yeah. you might start to get mad at me and, and i
1: think we need to apply some sunblock
0: yeah. well i'm definitely burned. <laughs> I, I'm going to look awful tomorrow, but that's all right. It, it'll all be worth it. So let's end it where we always end it. And I think, you know, it's perfect for you right now because you are home. You Let's say you've only got the 24 hours in the oh, province. Oh, yes, that's right. The, this question. This question. This question. The question. The right. question that, that really makes you dig into the into your soul as a Nova Scotian. How are you going to fill those 24 hours if that's all you've got?
1: Okay, so I think when I land in Halifax, I definitely have to, now that I've experienced Shaw's Landing, you definitely should go and check out uh, not just Peggy's Cove, but just the surrounding area. There are, there are these little many fishing mm-hmm. villages around there that is spectacular. Take the drive, go to Shaw's Landing for lunch, and if you have time, I think, taking the old highway down you know, past Queensland Beach through Chester to the South Shore, Maybe come to Lunenburg or Mahone Bay, mm-hmm. have a drink, and then stay down here, mm. catch the beaches yep. in the South Shore. I think that could fill 24 hours.
0: Oh, it easily could. Yeah. It's, I mean... The that ima- would
1: be my most, you know, desired agenda.
0: Well, and that's that's what I'm looking for, is what is what is it that, that hits you the way that yeah. makes you smile? Like, yeah. that's... it. And that, I mean, you can fill so much time on the beaches, and you... I think that's the most important thing. First of all, I love that just calling it the old highway. It's such a Nova Scotian thing, <laughs> the whole the old highway. Um, but like to not rush through that because yeah. there's spots to stop along the way to just stop and look. Yeah. And, and I think that's often missed in everything that we have in life. And um, it's something that I've tried to purposely, even though it's been six years home, still stop and look yeah. th- at yeah. what's around me because... I remember when it wasn't around me anymore and how much that impacted me
1: definitely makes you stop and reflect doesn't it yeah
0: Yeah, definitely well i'm not going to argue with those 24 hours that sounds perfect yeah yeah, so um well listen
1: congratulations on a successful season one
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes we are we are so close to the end of season one it's a weird feeling to be coming to the end of a season and and who knows what season two will come hopefully
1: sean i think you're going to be bigger than life at five
0: I mean, I, I can't
1: even... Manifest.
0: I can't even yeah. comprehend <laughs> such an existence. But for Season 2, the hope is to have a little bit more um, in-person content from these events that I'm hosting. I'm hoping That's to, a great idea. To, yeah. to start getting so come to Toronto and have maybe a few folks around the table. Well,
1: I'm excited, so make sure you let me know. Yes. And we will definitely... There's, there's a large group of us as you know, so we'll, we'll definitely set things up.
0: And one thing I do know is that when a Nova Scotian offers offers to help, it's legitimate. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Doug, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. I probably should have had a bingo card for how many sounds you'd catch in the background of that episode. Um. So as I went through the re-listening to it, uh, I like I literally just just listened to it right now and started recording this this part here. Uh, and it's just so funny how many sounds were back in the background that I didn't even recognize. Probably my favorite was right there at the end. The there's a group of people just a little bit behind us who just absolutely broke into laughter right at the end. I'm sure you heard it. It was. Hilarious! I loved it. Um, but the seagulls and the music, and um, you could probably hear the sound of people. There, uh, they were getting signaled that their food was ready to to go at the uh, called Boathouse Bites at this spot in uh, in Lunenburg. So you could hear the the beepings. People walked by to go get their get their food. I know it might have been a little bit annoying to get you know muffled out with uh, with wind, and I hope you got through that. But um, for me, I, I really enjoyed listening to that myself just to it felt like I was right back there talking to Doug and I think that's probably one of the things I love the most about doing uh, an interview like that is Doug and I sat down and we started recording and we had never met Um, we exchanged a couple messages on social media setting this thing up but that was about that was about it Um, and I did not have one of the first times I had actually no questions prepared going into that, into that interview. So I wanted it to be sort of that authentic, sit next to the water with a drink and talk. And that's what it was. And, um, just really reminded me so much of why I, uh, I love having these conversations. Um, because, you know, you wouldn't know that Doug was living away. He was just a Nova Scotian sitting at home, enjoying life. And, um, I think, I mean, that's exactly why I do this show. That's why I love doing it. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you didn't mind the background noise too much. Um, And uh, but more than anything, thanks so much, Doug, for for jumping on the show. Global Blue Nosers is a some good media and entertainment production. It's hosted, edited, and produced by me, Sean Meister. All the music used on the show is by Ludenburg-based band Black Matilda. You can find the show on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So give us a follow. And if you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate a five-star review wherever you're listening today. And make sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite uh, platform so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to welcome you back again next week.